Your home is not some gallery or work of art. It has a job to do. Its job is supporting you in your life. And if it's not doing that properly, then your home is dysfunctional, no matter how fabulous it looks. Hello, and thank you for joining me, Philippa Richard, on the Enriching Design podcast, talking about how design can make homes and cities better for people and better for the planet. So what makes a home dysfunctional? And could you just walk into a space and know whether it's dysfunctional? Well, I don't think so, because you, first of all, you have to understand what that home is trying to achieve, who lives there and what kind of lifestyle they're living. What do they actually need from that home? I think generally you would know if you find your home dysfunctional and there can be signs that you're really not comfortable. Even if on a day-to-day basis you kind of rattle on okay, there are signs that something deep down is not right. It's things like you haven't repaired things or done some of the pretty things. and this, I think, and, and I've been there, I've been in this situation where you kind of know you don't like a room, but you don't really want to spend lots of time and effort and money fixing it as it is, because somehow you know that the problem is deeper than that. And it feels as though all you're doing is putting lipstick on a pig. Other warning signs would be when you keep looking at the estate agent sites, you've somehow got it in your head that the way to find a perfect home is actually just to move. And maybe you don't invite people over or you don't have room for people to stay. These can all be signs that something about your home really isn't working for you. But It's not actually necessarily anything to do with the size of the home. Um, Recently, I've been watching a a TV show called um, Instant Hotel. And some of the places I've been looking at in these things. Now, there was a group of people going around. So there's about, you know, eight or ten of them all trying to stay in these places. So they're big homes. But... They're then trying to rent this place out and you might find that you've got six people competing for a bathroom and four people are out on sofa beds in main spaces, spaces that are huge and packed to the brim of stuff. Now, to me, those spaces look dysfunctional because if you're trying to charge a lot of rent to hire out a space for lots of people, those people all want some level of privacy in their home or in this home that they are staying in temporarily. And they want to be able to get to the bathroom easily without feeling as though they are intruding on somebody else's space. So a home being functional doesn't necessarily 
coincide with its size. You can have a big home that just has lots of wasted space within rooms and then doesn't really have all the rooms it needs or have the rooms in the right and, and have the, the places laid out properly. I mean, we've done a lot to our home and one of the first things we fixed, which actually ended up having knock-on effects to things we did elsewhere in the house because it was just so fundamental, was fixing the kitchen. Because it's sold and designed to be a four bedroom house, but yet the downstairs was not really big enough for the number of people that you would have if you've got a four bedroom house. And the kitchen overall, in terms of size of area was an okay size for working in but you couldn't put a table it had a little tiny breakfast bar that you could sit two people at and not even there very comfortably you were sort of crammed up against a wall you certainly couldn't fit a table say for four people and then the lounge that was supposed to probably have the table as well was actually too small and too awkward and things like radiators and doors or getting in the way. But then it had quite a generous sized hall and the whole thing felt really out of whack because the hall felt as though it was trying to be quite big and grand, but the rooms that were leading off that hall didn't live up to that. And I knew we needed to redo the kitchen but we eventually came to the conclusion that it wouldn't matter how beautiful we made that room. That room was just the wrong size room in the wrong place. And so we did make the decision to change it. Um, I mean, one new year we had friends over and I remember feeling as though I was missing half the evening because people were in the lounge having a nice time chatting and I was there in the kitchen on my own cooking because it was a completely separate room. And I was so grateful when the guests um, would actually come through into the kitchen and volunteer to help me and to help me, you know, wash the dishes and clean up. Just so that actually I had some company in the evening and I had somebody to talk to. So this is where you can see how important it is to actually get the function of a space right. Because it doesn't matter how beautiful you make it look, if it doesn't function for the activities you're trying to do and for who you are and for what you need, then it's never going to work. Oh, you were just listening to the Enriching Design podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review. And head over to digonhome.com, join the email list in our Facebook group. And then I'd love to hear from you as to which bits of your home you can say actually are really functional. Which bits really work for you or which bits of where your home is could you be grateful for? Gratitude for the things that are working is always a great place to start.